ASAP Rocky living up to his name ASAP baby okay man like literally and that boy is fertile though I Jesus <laughs> before they get in your week on Montgomery & Co., we talk Rihanna. I mean, the Super Bowl, I know, I know. But question, is the Super Bowl the biggest event of the year? And we discuss NBA All-Star, their new draft style. Who's going to get picked first? Who's going to get picked last? Plus, you've heard of Woj, you've heard of Shams. Well, I catch up with the WNBA insider herself, Rachel Galligan. We talk league news and how does one even become a WNBA insider? And tomorrow, I have a great conversation with the 11-time Olympic medalist, Allison Felix. If you've ever been picked last in anything, if you've ever been the underdog, well, this episode is for you. We're just getting started. Let's go! All right, so listen, we said we're going to talk more business and we're going to do exactly that. Have you ever wondered how much a Super Bowl show costs? Or have you ever wondered why don't an artist get paid for the Super Bowl? Well, Joe Pompliano broke it all down on his Twitter. So I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's that good. Apple is paying the NFL $250 million over five years to sponsor the Super Bowl halftime show. But here's the craziest part. Rihanna won't get paid a dime for this year's show, and performers often spend millions of dollars of their own money on production costs. Here's why. The NFL has convinced some of the world's most prominent artists to perform the Super Bowl. Prince, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, The Rolling Stones, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, but none of these artists were paid. Here's how the financials work. The NFL signs a 50 million sponsorship deal. Artists get a 10 million to 15 million production budget. This budget covers 2,000 to 3,000 part-time workers, including set design, security, dancers, and marketing. But artists don't get any of the money. In fact, some artists end up spending millions of dollars of their own money on the performance. For example, The Weeknd spent $7 million of his personal cash on his show at Super Bowl 55. And Dr. Dre reportedly spent a similar amount last year. So why do they do that? The simple answer exposure. The Super Bowl is watched by 200 million people globally. So while brands spend 7 million for 30 second commercials during this year's game, Rihanna will receive a 15 minute commercial for free. This is much more valuable than her performance fee and the data backs it up. Justin Timberlake saw a 534% increase in music sales after Super Bowl 52. Travis Scott's performance fee went from 500K to 1 million after Super Bowl 53. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira gained 3 million followers after Super Bowl 54. And it's even better when artist time is up with the tour. All right, so listen, I said it's even better when artists time it up with a tour. Well, The Weeknd sold 1 million concert tickets a week after Super Bowl 55. The Rolling Stones set a record with $558 million in revenue for their tour after their show at Super Bowl 40. And StubHub says artists usually see a 50% increase in concert ticket searches after each Super Bowl. Crazy, right? 
So listen, Rihanna hasn't released an album since 2016 and doesn't have an upcoming tour scheduled, but she still has plenty of ways to make money. For example, Apple TV is paying her several million dollars for a documentary about her Super Bowl performance. But not everyone is as fortunate. The NFL previously asked professional dancers to volunteer during the halftime Super Bowl. The dancers were required to attend 72 hours of rehearsal across nine days leading up to the Super Bowl. But after a leaked contract went viral last year, the NFL now pays dancers $15 an hour. Still, the bottom line is clear. The NFL makes millions off the Super Bowl halftime show and can afford to pay talent their fee. But given the promise of 200 million viewers and billions of impressions on social media, plenty of artists are willing to do it for free. That's business, baby. Super Bowl 57 was this past weekend, or should we say the Rihanna concert, whatever you want to call it. There was 115 plus million people watching the Super Bowl. Before we move on to this weekend's upcoming festivities with the NBA All-Star, I want to talk about Rihanna just a little bit. What did y'all think of the show? And is there any other event bigger than the Super Bowl annually? I'm talking Coachella, award shows like... I want to know all your thoughts, all of them. Well, it turned into Coachella yesterday with Rihanna there. Everybody (laughs) was there for the Rihanna concert. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I I don't know about you guys. I loved it, too. I I thought it was good. I was very shocked by her announcement. I think that the first like three songs was me and everybody in the house trying to figure out was she or was she not pregnant? I was like, oh, she's all natural. She looks good. I like Yeah, it. Sam was over there doing body positivity. She's like, she looks Rihanna great. Kendall she doesn't no have wrong. to be in a rush okay. to get back in shape. She was like, I'm like, I like the body positivity. <laughs> and the first thing I saw was that I was like, man, I wanted to be the first person to tweet something out because of the show account. I'm like, ooh, is she pregnant though? Yeah, that's the careful. worst mistake to make in the world. Yes, oh definitely, definitely. Good. good call, Juju. And a lot of people were waiting on her cameos to see, like, who is she going to bring out? Because she alluded that she was going to bring out someone or there was going to be a guest a surprise guest. It was. It was. We just couldn't see it. <laughs> and boy, were we surprised. ASAP Rocky living up to his name. ASAP, baby. Oh, man. man. Like, that literally. That is fertile, Lord. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she didn't bring out anybody. I thought it was iconic all around. Like, yeah. she was already an icon before, but, like, I feel like she's officially crossed into that icon status. I don't think there's any bigger stage than the Super Bowl halftime show. And this year was the first year that we saw it with the Apple music, as we know, before yep. it was Pepsi, the Pepsi halftime show. But I feel like it, it definitely lived up to the expectation for me. Yeah, she was fine. Okay, so okay, my <laughs> next. So we all can agree that Rihanna shut it down. And honestly, the thing that I noticed too was that she played hit after hit after hit. And Man, then when I she tweeted out, hits. I was like, what songs did y'all want her to play? And when I saw all the tweets that people were saying that they're mad she didn't even do, I'm like, yo, 
Rihanna got a catalog on her that is crazy. And I like also how she brought out her Fenty, I was about too. to say, her. I was about to say that, too. I, yes. was just, I said, wait, 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 before we go, we got to talk about how she bought the Fenty line. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have mine. I'm going to have hers right there. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I got right here is my Kate Cruz, you know what I'm saying? But I love a good cameo of your product. She did it in a dope way. Snooka Booker, come on, rep them both. It's a family business. But I also, I would do but, that too. but when you think about the Super Bowl, <laughs> when you think about the Super Bowl, though, I was really sitting and watching, and I'm like, there's really nothing bigger than they have the most iconic superstars that perform for free because of publicity. There's no other event. What other event do you know that's bigger than the Super Bowl that could get people like? Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Prince. And they don't get paid. Yeah, I mean, they got paid for through advertisement. I got one for you. What is it? Gucci Man versus Jeezy versus. <laughs> versus. Okay. Okay. No, you're right. You're but right. do you think that Michael Jackson will be on versus and Beyonce will be on versus? Hey, somebody lay down the gauntlet. You feel me? Nobody in challenge this shit. Hey, you're right. You're right. You Maybe. But look, the fact that we're still talking about the performance and not the actual teams involved, I think that says a lot about the whole performance aspect of the Super Bowl. We still haven't even mentioned the actual winners, which were the Chiefs. You know, shout out to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. It's crazy that the first topic of discussion is the performance, is the Rihanna halftime show. So I think it's the biggest stage. Versus is pretty up there too, though. Versus, and that's actually, I'm not going to lie. Versus, so Versus doesn't pay for their talent. I didn't know that. I think they do. They get paid. They get paid. Well, Juju, that's sure. the whole point. I know, I know. I'm a <laughs> so joker. So is there any other event that's big enough to garner this type of talent or these type of views to get people like Prince, J-Lo, Rihanna, Beyonce, Michael Jackson to perform for free 99? Mm. Well, listen, I think that the facts speak for themselves. Did you get the statistics for who watched, how many people watched and all of that? Yeah. So once you say that, well, all you have to do is look and see what other events drew that kind of competition or whatever. But I just wanted to go back to the Rihanna conversation real quick. I'm from the... uh, BB generation, the baby boomers. And I like, you know, I like Rihanna. I like her products. I like her songs and everything. But I just don't think it was the best one ever. Now, if you want to compare Ooh. recently, I kind of like last year's hip hop one. A little better than I did Rihanna's. I think it was oh, a little bit more. Like the yeah, I like that. I like I that. I figured it was a little bit more <laughs> popping than that one was. But anyway. But that's because everybody <laughs> re- wanted Rihanna to come out there and toot the boot oh, and, and drop it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. wanted her to dance across Whoa. the stage. And she yes. said, I'm a little too pregnant for that. But I'll, give you, I'll still give you a little something to show. A little show, a little show. But Snook said it wasn't Zaza. It was not Zaza. You know what I mean? I, feel I mean, I think she definitely, you know, people were expecting her to dance more I think that people were you know they were expecting a larger than life which I thought it was it was pretty up there just because I mean she didn't have to dance that much the whole thing was just boss energy how she was fully covered up the whole time she didn't really really even show any any skin really and she didn't even have to dance for it to be I think to the level that it was I thought that it was uh, wasn't she up above <laughs> everybody I mean no was she, I don't think Beyonce of course I think no, yeah. I'm saying her, her skit thing 
thing. Her wasn't it above, wasn't it up in the air? Yes. I mean, she you wouldn't really able to see. Too, she said it was a hundred feet you know? up in the air. A hundred feet up in the air. The cinematography, the way it was shot. She was yeah. doing powerful stuff. Honestly, I thought the dancers were the MVPs. Them dancers yes, was the turned dancers. up. But to that point that you're making, Snook. Everybody knows my homie Eb Jones, Eb the Celeb on social media. I said, I asked the question, how are we feeling about the halftime performance by Rihanna? And Eb gonna say, not mad at it at all, but I do wish she wasn't prego. After a seven-year hiatus, I needed her rolling on the ground and pee popping on a handstand. Now, Uh, (laughs) I hear you, Eb. I hear you. Cancel. <laughs> he canceled. Oh, Juju just canceled Eb. Eb. We, we still love you, Eb. Don't leave Eb alone now. Don't bother Eb. She's all right in my book. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I tweeted before the concert even started that I don't care what Rihanna gets up there and does. I love it already. I, I just made my, I, that's my feelings. I didn't care what she went up there and did. I was going to love it. Juju? I like the fact that she did it alone. Like, yes. cause that's what you want to see people do too. You yes. see most people rely on like, oh, I'm going to bring out Adam Levine or I'm going to bring mm-hmm. out 50 Cent. I like that she did all her hits, showed the world like, look, man, these hits, you can't argue now one on. You feel it? And get what? And get what? I'm pregnant. Hey, you talking about? Yeah. I'm pregnant as hell. And I'm in the middle of the air. <laughs> You feel yeah. me? Yes. I think it was five. Now, it wasn't better than a lot of other ones, but yeah. I think this was five yeah, and what I it agree. was worth. You feel I agree, me? Juju. Yeah. I, I mean, Prince and Beyonce is hard to top those yeah. two, yeah. just the two off the top of my mind. Yeah. Two of the best performances for the halftime show ever. And after all, it was free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the publicity that she gets for Fenty and all Man. that, yo, you can't compare that. <laughs> So, Juju, you had some other thoughts involving the Super Bowl, too, right? Hell yeah, man. Did y'all see where they had Brittany Griner and her wife sitting? They could tell when it was about to rain before everybody else. They was in the damn nosebleeds. <laughs> Sis just came back from Russian boot camps. All that. They got her sitting wow. way up there. Meanwhile, they had DeMar Hamlin in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Salute to DeMar. They should salute to BG, too. She just exactly. came from, from Russia, was in prison over there. Yeah. Guess it's a sideline pass or something. Like, y'all got us sitting up there with the fly eagles fly. The literal eagles. <laughs> I, I like to hear that, you know, especially coming from a guy like who's a fan of the WNBA. I yeah. really like to hear that coming from you just because sometimes I feel like, you know, certain oversights can happen, and but the fans can clearly see it. Right. But I'd like to know, you know, me, I like to know the facts. So, first of all, who gave her the tickets? Who sponsored the seats? Who else had seats that were sponsored? Where did they sit? We need all of the facts to realize that maybe it was a blessing just to even get into the game. Nah. Definitely. I mean, it, it is cool. It's a blessing. I mean, I lo- I mean, it is. Like, it's dope to get into the Super Bowl. So, I know what Snook is saying because, you know, them tickets were like $4,000, $5,000 a piece for the nosebleed seats. We do know that the ticket prices were high. But I do like what Juju's bringing up in a sense of it's the same conversation we have when it comes to women's sports and other sports. I understand that. I'm just saying we just don't want to be like, you know. No, and we're not. And this is not into any particular person. This is to the universe one. The magnitude of what BG went through. I, I know that 
Damar, he also almost lost his life. And shout out to Damar because he said he's going to holler at us, you know, when the timing is right. So I've already touched base. I've already talked to him. I've already spoken to him. Great peoples. The amount that BG went through is also a very big situation, you know, like, and she could have almost lost her life as well. And so I like the point that Juju's bringing up to the point of that. Yeah, let's start to honor our WNBA players our and our, athletes, and our yeah. female athletes the same way we honor everyone else because what she has been through, she's handling it so well that I think we almost forget what she's been through right, because right. of how well she's handling it. She's smiling. She looks happy. Everything is great. And we almost, it seems like, take it for granted. But I do like that point you bring up, Juju. Yeah, and it's a security thing too. Right, exactly. While she was in jail in Russia, which is bananas to say that out loud, when she was in Russia in prison, you had people over here always arguing with each other, saying, uh, she shouldn't have had the vape. Well, she shouldn't have did this. Mm-hmm. Or we should have traded them for the Patriot. We should have did this. And we got them people sitting and able to access her. We got them people on the next right. row of her. Exactly. I don't even think they should I be agree. able to access That's exactly like what that. I mean, I right? Totally it's a security agree. issue, yeah. Exactly. It's like, who knows people can attack her, God forbid, you know, like, I don't know, like, I just feel like somebody, like, to your point, Juju, who came from that situation that she came from, there are a lot of opinions, a lot of people that might not like even just the situation at hand in general. You know, you gotta watch out for things like that, too. It would have been nothing for somebody, an official at the NFL to go down and be like, go there and get her and bring her down right, here. Right, Whoever yeah. took the picture. Bring her down here so she yeah. can, we can be, have yeah. her somewhere safe. It would have been nothing for that to happen. I mean, if you found her in the crowd to take the picture, go right. get her. Yeah. Right. Well, hats off to Juju from the male population because I find right. that women do not support women in their own sports. And so when a man would support and a male sport would support a woman athlete, that's saying something because, you know, we need more males to do that because women, we find that they have lowered attendance rates at female events than men do. I think I'm accurate in saying that. So anyway, hats off to you, Juju, because it'll take a lot of men like you to to change the culture there. Thank you, Snook. Hats off to you. Definitely. And the fact that you even pointed that out is something because, you know, the WNBA or even other women's sports in general, they might not even think that fans are looking at those kinds of things, like where are they sitting and things like that. But also to your point, what you were saying about everybody having different opinions, people were definitely even split on the decision that was made to even bring her home right. you know what you know so so that alone is a security issue on having her just so easily accessible to the public like that in a sporting event that's a good point and just to that point as well these big events and even little things like that now you can see how there's layers when you first saw the pictures you might not have thought anything of it but then to hear how Juju broke it down, then it's like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. It's also a conversation that continues on for the WNBA season and why the Phoenix Mercury may have to fly a private flight. So that conversation is a large conversation. And there's also another big event coming up this upcoming weekend. So we have All-Star coming up this weekend. We'll talk about it next. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
and Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. coming up this weekend and we have team LeBron going against team Giannis and the teams will be chosen blacktop style and if you don't know what blacktop style is think back in the day in the playground where people had to choose their team one by one where you point at them like and you're just like yeah you're on my team <laughs> why I gotta be blacktop sister okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be white top. well that's what's going to happen this weekend at the NBA all-star draft so we saw last year there were jokes flying all around at James Harden's expense what do we anticipate happening this year last year was virtual and they did this this year they gonna be doing it standing looking at each other what's about to happen and just so people know these are the all-stars of the all-stars i'm talking luka Doncic, john morant steph curry demar Derozan, kevin durant De'Aaron fox anthony edwards i mean like these somebody got to get chosen last Kyrie. That's just not right. Y'all think people already making deals so that they're not the last man standing? I mean, like, this somebody got to be last. This is it gonna don't be matter crazy. how many deals you make, somebody's going to be picked last. I just don't matter. It don't matter how many deals the you Because they still last, still gets the same cut of the check. If you win, they know everybody gets the trophy type of stuff. No, no, no. If you win, if the team wins, doesn't everyone Snuck. get a bonus? No one cares about winning the All-Star <laughs> it's about, game. It's about embarrassment, oh, Mom. It's about the embarrassment. <laughs> even though Giannis did I'm say... It's going to be an embarrassment, some of the things I read. Come on now. No, well, here's the thing. Giannis <laughs> has lost the team. Team Giannis has lost the Team LeBron, I think, three years in a row. Ooh, they, oh, wow. they let Giannis know that. But the point is, no one actually really cares about the All-Star game. But do you think they're going to care if they the last one standing there and everybody looking like, all right, man, I just take you. I mean, come on now, Snook. This ain't no everybody Save gets the best a trophy. for last. That's what my thing would be, you know? You always spit it positively, so you just, yeah, I just love, say I love the that best optimism. for last. Ma, you can say all that you want. You, It don't matter what school you went to, elementary, high, college, you know, and pro. Nobody all, wants to be last picked. <laughs> You see, y'all, just, y'all can get a live look into why I'm such a positive person, all right? Like, y'all listening to I love that. the she spins, spins it around to work for you. I this like is that. why I look. These is rose-colored lenses. This is why <laughs> I, I have a vision of the world the way I do, where I really do think that there's hope for everything because of Wait, this so one right when here. We, when we played uh, the flag football game, who got chosen last? <laughs> Cole. 
I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did not know that. I Damn. was just asking because I wasn't even ready for the flag football game. I thought that was a big strategic mistake. I, did, I thought that I was a big mistake. I did not mistake. know that. I did not, so she actually straight. didn't know that because she I was, was thinking not flag there, football. She didn't even nah, come for flag football. But for she knew. She knew. She knew. I swear. I did not know that. Let my sister. Let me my sister. Listen, listen. Mistake. It was because I made. I got the most flags for my team. Come on, come on, come on. I didn't know it was cool, but I was like, we're a very competitive family. So I know whoever got chosen last had a little cheese on their shoulder. She just thinks it's hilarious. I didn't know we had a live last pick here on the show. So I want to interview you, Cole. We got to interview Cole because we got to get ready for this weekend's NBA All-Star Draft. Somebody going to get chosen last. All right. And so. Do you really believe, I'm talking to Nicole Young, the last pick of the flag football, Muchos Montgomery's annual flag football game. Nicole Young was chosen <laughs> last. Nicole, mistake. do you believe that <laughs> if you're not first, you're last? It was not fun. Because, <laughs> first of all, my children were attendants. That was that was a problem. My, I had a child that didn't even want to pick his own mother on the team, so he was on the other team. I kind of felt like, you know what? Okay, I got y'all. I got y'all. So I feel like it is a horrible. And and you're right. The person they picked last might be the best. It might be the best for last. They, just they didn't know. know. They just, just didn't know. know. But I'm gonna tell you right hey. now. Oh. I, it, it ticked me off. I was like, oh, y'all got something coming now because y'all didn't pick, y'all. You don't think I can do? It? Oh, okay. I got they you. just I didn't got know. You. Cole, yep. I have another question. Oh, As the goodness. picks started to go and you started to realize, oh, there's only a couple of us left. What was going through your mind at I that know, time? I, I know they ain't going to wait and put me last. <laughs> I know they're not going to pick me last. They picked me over the third and the fourth grader. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I'm sleeping on me that much? That much? Y'all no, I don't want to get on my daughter. I don't want to get on my daughter, but you know, we had another competition at the beach one time. <laughs> <laughs> so we just gonna bring it all up. <laughs> okay, so beach because listen our family let me just set the table for y'all when we go on vacations our family is a very athletic family we played every sport known to man yes. football basketball we were in track we got soccer yeah. athletes on our uh, yeah. so whenever we come together we have the family olympics to see who is the greatest athlete of these montgomery's right cheer and so <laughs> sometimes it's unfortunate because cole we line them up women one group. Now, if you gonna tell it, tell it right. Group. Okay, if you gonna tell it, tell it right. What happened is because I said I had one good race. I said I have one good one. <laughs> Listen, I'm not in shape. I have one good race in me. And what happened? And somebody wanted to race two and three times. Okay, so I false started. So I'm gonna tell the truth. So okay, I false started. Thank this you. ain't the Olympics. So when somebody false starts, we line that thing back up there. And Cole acted like that little bitty false. No, 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 no. It wasn't to... a little bitty false start. This was this was the third time we ran. It was because it, it was a third. If you go Listen, back, it was we got the, okay. And anyway, we got start. the video too. Of, okay, of the we race got the video. Too. We got the video. <laughs> but I'm just saying All right. that it was not the first race. I we said had a I don't have another starts. race okay, in me. So Cole wants me to do the PSA that we had a couple false starts, right? And they was we was already ran like half the distance <laughs> by, by the time oh, they oh, decided to go back. Dash, and we probably already ran twenty yards on sand. On sand. Can, you can was finish? Was on can, the can beach. I, can I finish? We was on the beach too. By the way, we at we in Florida on the beach, and we this. 
serious. Y'all can hear it right here. And I'm just watching from <laughs> so a distance. I'm Sam's like, I'm not watching. She don't that. even want to get up in this thing because she knew it was about to get vicious. <laughs> no, and so we no line way. it up. We have somebody standing at the finish line. We have somebody standing at the beginning line on your mark. We have somebody calling it up. Get set. Bow, boy. So we out the gates. You know what I'm saying? I had a slow start, but my niece, Pooh Bear, that was the real race. Everybody knew that from jump. Me and Pooh Bear was the real race. Pooh Bear get <laughs> out the gates. Ha, ha, she out there fast, right? I didn't even get to see Cole, so I'm going to have to let Cole tell it from her perspective. But I'm going to let y'all finish. But y'all know who won the race, baby. And I retired <laughs> after that. I'm telling you right now, I had to retire. See, now from you know the, why we retired after we said I we played you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I you know when your legs get so tired that the floor just ain't. Well, actually, we were on sand, but I'm going down. I fell through the finish it line. Rolled. I fell yes. and rolled She's and like, won through the finish line. Necessary. But I think somebody came in last again. Now, Cole, this brings us back to you. Yes, I came in last <laughs> and I knew I was in trouble when I saw Breezy, who was probably about five years old. <laughs> she passed me. <laughs> she went right on past me. And so I was like, Juju, it ain't funny, but I'm telling you. And I was like, yeah, I knew it was in trouble. I, I looked up and the five-year-old, she scooted on past me. I said, that's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Man. So, which brings us to... You should have faked the injury. You should have grabbed your hands. I, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. It was I can't do it. So then t- that brings me to this. So then everybody's like, "Well, Cole was last on the beach, but they know I had been in the gym." So Cole they went and worked out. Know I had been in the gym. This, this is the point mistake. I wanted to get to. Whatever happens at the NBA All Star Draft, whoever that last pick is. I honestly think that that's going to do something for their next yeah, season. Yeah, they're going to have a little chip Mark on their shoulder. Mark my words. Imagine that you're one of these guys. I'm talking about you're already an all-star, so you're already in the best of the best pool. You got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Paul George. You got these guys, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday. Now think about these guys. You're already in a group that is the best of the best of the best. Yeah. Now, what happens when you're the last of the best? I think it's going to be James Harden again. Oh, you Kyrie or James Harden? Oh, oh, man. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I can that see. I don't think LeBron. I don't think LeBron will let Kyrie get all the way to the end without picking him. It's gonna be Kyrie or James Harden last pick again. It's gonna be. Yeah. Wasn't James Harden last? He was last last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had no clipboard over his face. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was wrong. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm going James Harden. I would never go with Kyrie. I'm snug. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but y'all do realize that there's first timers, Drew Holiday. Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, Pascal Siakam, Demonis Sabonis. I mean, these names might not even be ringing a bell to the casual fan. LeBron going to be trying, they're going to be trying to pick them. Like Darius Garland got picked high last year because True. they think they know they the brotherhood. They <laughs> know what I mean. Is Westbrook going to be out there this year? No, nah, he, he, he didn't make all star. He didn't make all star. I like I Westbrook too. So. I like Kyrie I Westbrook. Yeah. I wish some of them boys the best in the world. Facts. And on that note, we wish. May the odds be ever in the favor of all the All-Stars. We know that somebody has to be last, but, hey, there is that saying, if you're not first, you're last. They still winners, though. Still the best. <laughs> God loves us all. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we have Rachel Galligan, the analyst, the coach, the women's basketball insider. All of that next. (laughs) 
have Rachel Galligan joining us right now. She's a part of the women's basketball media as a whole. A lot of people think you drop a lot of the bombs as a sense of like Woj bomb and different things of that nature. So welcome to the show, first of all, Rachel. Well, first off, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, it's busy times. And you even tweeted that I feel for Woj and Shams on days like today. But then I also remember they actually get paid a lot of money to do this what a luxury. So I'm curious, how are you feeling right now? Because it's still WNBA free agency. Things are still happening. How are you feeling? Is it a busy time still? It's finally to a point where I feel like I can breathe a little bit. It's such an interesting space to be in. I never I never really thought I'd be doing this. God, what was this, year five or year six? I don't know. So it just kind of happened completely organically and random just because of my background in the game and from coaching. And so it learned a lot over these few years. But yeah, I mean, this year was, it just adds the pressure every single year and the stress of it. But at the same time, it's fun because now we're at a point where the fans are, you know, they're expecting it. They want that. And I think the players really start to feed into it. I mean, look at Stewie and her emojis. I mean, you know, there's there's this buildup in free agency that I think, you know, we didn't see five or six years ago. And I love it. I mean, it's such a fun time of the year. I personally am exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm kind of now like at this point, like, okay, it's slowing down. I think there's a couple maybe, you know, final moves or signings that still need to take place. But I'm finally thankful to kind of take a breath. I love that. So it's to as much as you can disclose, because I'm curious, like, how does someone become an insider? Because that's basically what you become. And then on your busiest days, what are the type of things that are happening? Like walk us through a day in the life. The day in the life. I mean, there's a lot of preparation going into it. And again, I've learned every single year. I had no idea what I was doing when I first dropped my first, I guess, bomb, if you will. <laughs> I, it just started with me because I coached. I coached collegiately. So I had a lot of connections just friends who coached in the league and and people who played in the league. And it kind of started with the Liz Cambage wanting out of Dallas. I can't remember how many years ago. I mean, like I said, five or six years ago. Um, And then from there, it kind of became a thing where I had some, some people around me like, Hey, pay attention to Woj and Shams and what we're seeing on the NBA side, what these guys are doing. And then, you know, just different agents that I have relationships with just outside of this, you know, it really comes down to relationships. And anyone who really knows me knows my business is based around women's basketball. I I run events in the summertime. This is such a small fraction of what I do. Honestly, it's just kind of a hobby because as you started out with, you don't really get paid for this. (laughs) At least we haven't yet. So I really got fortunate enough just from my relationships, being in the game, playing, coaching, you know, and those have changed over the years. I've had to cultivate more to remain in this area and continue to know the league the way I have. But I have to give a shout out to my kind of partner in this, Aria Schwartz. He runs Winsider, founded Winsider. I wouldn't be able to do a lot of this without him. He does a lot of behind the scenes legwork alongside with me. Like I said, I, I don't do this full time. I mean, I have my job, I've got meetings, I've got clients with with college coaches that I've got to be meeting with. So him and I tag team a lot of it, you know, reaching out to agents as we're kind of entering this period of time, you kind of have a map. And I've started to get really organized with it where I'll kind of jot down who are the free agents, who are the restricted free agents, what do I think could happen? And then you just kind of start having conversations, you kind of start connecting the dots. I've gotten a lot smarter when it comes to 
how this all works. At first, it was kind of like, I don't even know the difference between, you know, being a free agent and a restricted free agent. Now it's kind of like, okay, I'm able to think ahead four or five steps. So, I mean, it's, it's constantly a, a, a learning process, but I will say the last couple of weeks, it's tough to even take a shower. That's what I was going to say. Like, when do you, cause you, you could fall asleep and then find out news drops. So like, yeah, like, what is that? Like your phone is constantly on ringer. Like, what is that like? Kind of, kind of. I will say there was one that came out. It was Alicia Clark and I knew about it <clears throat> and I was kind of waiting. Like I was just kind of like waiting to kind of like when that right time was going to be, when everybody was going to be okay. I stepped away from my phone for like six minutes. <laughs> I literally just took the dog out. I came back and it was out. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is unbelievable. I mean, you kind of really, you don't really know when, you know, that that moment is going to come. You might get the okay from an agent or you might get the okay from, you know, whatever your source might end up being. Or now it's super competitive. You might, you know, you might have... Christina or Howard Magdal, shout out to them. They do phenomenal work. You might have ESPN, you know, who's now starting to kind of get into it. So I, by nature, am a competitor. Let's go. I I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for growth. You know, that's just who I am as a former player myself. So I love it. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like I don't sleep a lot. I'll be up at 3 a.m. just kind of like figuring out, you know, I'm in mountain time. So everything's happening on the East Coast, you know, by 8 a.m. It's 6 a.m. here. So it's, it's, it's freaking crazy. I'm like, why do I do this? No, I love that. Shouts to everyone you named. Shouts to Howard. Shouts to Christina. And I love that you almost formed a partnership. Did you guys decide like, all right, you're going to release that one? And then you said you knew the Alicia news, but you didn't release it. So when do you hold on to the news? When do you let the news go? Like, isn't it being first to the story kind of the the competitive aspect of it? It is. I think everyone has their own metric that they probably operate on. I think for me, I can only speak for myself in it. You know, I always try to cross check. I probably overly check. I don't want to burn a bridge. What I don't want to see, and I know it happens, we see it in the NBA, is a player find out on social media. Mm. Um, So I'm always trying to make sure everybody's okay. Are you okay? Are they okay? Is this okay? That's not always realistic a lot of the time. So for me, again, I go back to those relationships, whatever that relationship might be with that given source, making sure they're okay with what I'm getting ready to do. And if they're not, I've drawn that line, like, I'm just not going to do it. Those relationships are more important to me than being the first or any sort of clout that that might be. Wow. So the Alicia Clark thing, I was just kind of waiting. Like I was just like, You were waiting on someone else to drop the news? Not really. I mean, I knew it was coming out. I I thought it was going to be the next morning. Oh. And then it happened faster. So that one, I just got beat on fair and square. Wow. (laughs) I love that. Honestly, though, I love that you said that you're competitive and there is a competitive space building because that only helps women's basketball. That only helps women's sports because the more people, I mean, look, we're coming off of the NBA trade deadline where I've never seen a trade deadline like this one. It was like must-see TV. They're creating actual shows to have the NBA deadline so that they're finishing right at the end of the deadline to catch every single move that happens. And so I love that, that there's a group that's now trying to break the news and that there's interest because when there's interest, there's going to be more and more interest. And when you feed people information, usually they want more. And so I'm curious on the WNBA side, we talked about NBA trade deadline and free agency, but Let's discuss that a little bit. What stood out to you this year in the WNBA free agency? Oh, my God. I mean, I knew it was going to be crazy. There was a really good chance we were going to enter into this super team era. So how did you know that? <laughs> I, mean, 
as much as you could disclose. Well, obviously, we, there was a lot of conversation about Stewie leaving Seattle and going to New York. Right. You know, you can put the pieces together with Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley, where Allie was at this point in her career. I really felt like there were pieces of Connecticut that were going to fall apart. I knew that probably really early on, even in Kurt Miller leaving. You felt like that franchise was going to dismantle Chicago. I mean, it was just a matter of time before that core kind of fell apart. I mean, it was inevitable. So it really felt like, man, is are they really going to try and run this back one more year? That kind of felt like that's what last year was. So the big hang up, I did not anticipate Candace going to Las Vegas. I wasn't sure what was going to happen there. I really didn't know. I was like everybody else. What, what is this going to end up looking like? When Candace was going through the process and there were rumblings and things being said, I, I think that you started to see like, man, her ears are kind of perked up to this idea. And this really could happen. You know, I mean, she took that meeting and had that meeting and clearly the pitch that Vegas had. And I think she did a phenomenal job of explaining herself on her Instagram post of her reasoning and where she's at with her family and her career. I think it makes complete sense. Props to her. I think it's a great move. So when I knew JJ was out and New York had a chance to really secure that one, then you were like, all right, well, what's going to happen with Stewie? Is Jonathan Cole really going to pull this off in New York? And then the Candace Las Vegas was kind of like, okay, this is really going to happen. You know, again, you don't know those things until maybe a couple hours before the, the, the general population is aware of it. But yeah, you just started to see, you know, through your sources and through what you're hearing that, man, this has potential. Wow. Well, we saw now that we are, we have entered the super team era and it's going to be interesting. You know, like what I love the most is that I'm starting to see conversations about the WNBA be mainstream conversations. So I love to see that the platforms are growing, the conversations are building. So for me, it's exciting. I mean, you know, I'm over here with the Atlanta dream. So I know we're building. What are your thoughts? How? What are your thoughts on us? What we're I doing? love it. I, I, I was, it was funny. I'm, I'm going through everyone's doing the grades. And it's funny. People started putting grades out last week. And I was like, don't do them yet, guys. Don't do them yet. They're still they're too early, you know. But no, I was actually talking with someone about the dream before this. And that's a franchise I really, really like to analyze. And again, I'm not saying that just because I'm on here with you. I think that, you know, it's slow and it's steady, slow in a good way, steady, consistent, really calculated growth. It doesn't need to be swinging for the absolute fences. I think Atlanta made huge strides last year in in the direction of the franchise with the ownership, with with everything. It, it kind of went from being like this question mark in the league to now, okay, they've got destination potential, even as small as the in-game environment. You know, you saw that change. So I think that Atlanta made the moves. Dan Padovore, huge fan of Dan. I think he's so smart, so, so meticulous with his moves. He, he's one of the best GMs in the league. And trust me, that's a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> you know, kind of just where do these GMs stack up against one another? And I'll get pretty candid with my grades this year because I'm pretty into it. But I thought, you know, Atlanta's focused on the long term. You know, you've got Ryan Howard. You know, you've got a really good position in the draft this year. I know, you know, some of the targets there. I mean, the biggest question mark, I think, is going to be interior depth. Yep. But competitive, young core. I like the move of, um, gosh, what was the early one? that you, The trade, the very first trade. Alicia Gray. Yeah, Alicia Gray. I mean, good. that's a huge addition. I mean, love that. Even D-Rob, yep. that trade early on, I thought was a huge piece that this team is missing, just a veteran guard that can kind of help bring this young core along. It doesn't need to be a long-term move right now. Just give it a year of growth and consistency under right. 
So you're good. You're good. I appreciate that. And listen, I, I know you talked about you're going to do your grades. So I want you to come back too as well once you do your grades. And then once you do a breakdown in the GMs, because I'm like a geek when it comes to stats. I don't know if, it, if anybody, but I had coaches where I want all the analytics I can have. I want to watch every play of the team that we just played and we're about to play. Like, So whenever you come and break down the, the GMs, come back here and talk us through it and your thought process, because that would be Excelente. Like, I'm excited to hear that. I think the more we cover the sport, the more people will want to know. Like, you know, like people don't know what they don't know, but we get this information all the time. Like, I could tell you everything an NBA player has been through in his whole life, the coach, different storylines, what's their fashion sense. So uh, we want to be doing that here and covering more women's sports. So thank you for joining us on Montgomery & Co., Rachel. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's all we have for today. But before I go, the WNBA announced that 25 games from Athletes Unlimited will be streamed on the WNBA League Pass and the remaining games will be played on CBS Sports. Now, just so everyone's aware, aware we will be cheering on the Atlanta Dream's very own Nas Hillman and Alicia Gray this season, y'all, okay? So before they join our team, they're going to be on that team. We're going to cheer on that team and then cheer on this team. All right. By the way, hearing Rachel talk about the grind made me think about hoop life and how it's always been for the love of the game. So speaking of that, don't forget to tap in tomorrow to hear my conversation with Allison Felix. Dedication is an understatement with her. It's a generational thing. We'll see y'all next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.